This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by Mojave Max, a desert tortoise (laughs) that emerged above ground on Monday, April 24th. His latest appearance marking the start of spring in Las Vegas, Nevada, since the year 2000. He's back. It's Mojave Max. computer and i'm doing okay (laughs) (laughs) and this is ear buddies matt hello tim where are we we? (laughs) and what the hell is going on This, of course, is the fabulous song Hide and Seek by Imogen Heap, who is a computer woman, a woman who embraced technology wholeheartedly when she released this electro choral pop tune in the year 2005 and matt you and i uh, you know i think we were maybe even together at the time when we both heard this for the first time and we were struck what a tune right tim this is a this is a strong strong opener my friend i uh <laughs> i was not prepared for this i'm getting uh, the emotion to start to bubble up um yikes well done uh what a tune what a tune that would not be what it is without the pitch corrected hyper techno uh vocoder effect this robot chorus that's singing with her it's singular it's beautiful and it's quite uh, a powerful example of how emerging technology can serve artists and help them create even more beautiful things than they otherwise would have are you with me so far Am I with you, or are you are you asking the army? I'm asking you, Matt. Tim, I I have never, I have never <laughs> been more with you. Please continue. Well, today, Matt, we must you and I, and the army, must reckon with another emergent technology, and that, of course, is artificial intelligence in the music industry. Time is the silver 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 silver
This is a song called Frontier, and it's by an artist, a woman named Holly Herndon. Holly is someone who makes kind of experimental electronic music. Uh, It's not for everybody. It's very interesting. And what you're listening to is an AI programmed chorus singing and essentially uh, extrapolating on a musical idea that she fed into a computer and you know, with some tweaking and some some artistic work uh, led to what you're hearing right now, Frontier. It's so hard to even know where to start here, but I wanted to, before we get into the doom and gloom of uh, what a lot of people think artificial intelligence means for the music industry and for... uh, monetization and for copyright law and all sorts of things i wanted to start i guess in this direction which is with an artist who is embracing what ai can mean in fact she like a year ago released a piece of software called holly plus which is an ai version of her voice and she invites other musicians to download it for a cost and then use the timbre, the sound of her actual human voice to sing anything in any language, any style of music. It's 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 a it's an AI um, generative version of this woman's voice. So she she really likes AI and she's working with it and working it into her new music and doing all sorts of interesting things. Matt, how does that strike you? Oh, buddy. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's new. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's very new. <laughs> there's there's so much to say, Tim. There's so much to say. I, I oh, truly yeah, don't know where to begin. Well, leave leave what we just heard, Holly Herndon, and her use of AI in music. Leave it somewhere in the forefront of your brain as we now listen to Heart on My Sleeve by Drake and The Weeknd. I came in with my ex like Selena the flex. This is a, uh, if you haven't heard yet, dear army member, this is not actually Drake in the weekend. This is an AI creation. A computer program was fed enough existing examples of music by Drake and The Weeknd, uh, and given some simple set of instructions to write a new song using their voices, and this was the outcome. It's a song that landed on streaming platforms, got millions of listens, uh, and immediately the legal eagles 
who care a lot about copyright, pulled it down, said streamers should outlaw the use of voice mimicry in AI on any of their platforms in order to be on, quote, the right side of history. <laughs> and we have, a, we have a new frontier in the IP wars on our hands, Matt. Buddy, it is a, it is it is a brave new world, uh, and that's a, that's a funny thing for the uh, Universal Music Group lawyers to say to appeal to people's sense of history and being on the right side of it. That doesn't often work, but God bless them for trying. Uh, it is a new frontier, and it is something the the emergence of artificial intelligence. Uh, of course, you know, it's been around since, you know, 2001, A Space Odyssey. I know that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, of course, uh, you know, a man's reach exceeds his grasp. And uh, here we are in 2023 having to deal with real material consequences. And they've only just begun. Uh, oh, dude, it's kind of it actually almost sends me into a depression spiral thinking that we're going to be hearing about this ai music issue for oh man dude probably like decades literal decades absolutely it is going to shape shift it's going to morph it's going to there will be laws passed about it i guarantee you this this is like oh yeah there's we are of course tim hearings I, look i'm not surprised that you and me the two buddies the the <laughs> leaders um the five-star generals Thought leaders well the, the generals yeah. of this army i'm not surprised yes, that yes. we're on the vanguard of this because we always are uh, That's right. But we will look back um, hand in hand at this episode in, I, let's say, five years, probably less, mm -hmm. and we will chuckle mm -hmm. at how little we knew. I like Ugh. it is no doubt it is ridiculous. So no episode of your buddies will age worse than this one. Absolutely. But we are going. We're doing our best, and we're you know we're very good at this. So we're going to basically get <laughs> get the ethics right, if nothing else. But look, hundred percent, Tim. Generative music means, you know, music in which uh, a system sort of does the thing for you, right? To, to, yes. to put it you, sort of stupidly. You teach it, you know, right, to, to add to this stupidly, you teach it enough about music mm -hmm. and about the kind of music you want to make. Yes. And ask it to extrapolate on what it's heard so far, essentially. That's right, exactly. And it's it's often uh, in in the semi traditional sense, and by that I mean the last twenty thirty years. Uh, it's often you know ambient or non repetitive. Brian Eno, mm -hmm. who I am a big fan of, yes, uh, big big producer. I'm sure we've mentioned him at least once or twice. Oh yeah, like he was a real pioneer in that field. He, this guy, he loved computers, right? And and he would. <laughs> Tell them that's what, all, that's what that's what people said about Brian. <laughs> he everywhere he went, he did, and he that does. That guy over there loves computers, and and that like a lot of what he did in there was uh, like groundbreaking because it hadn't been done before. Mm -hmm. But but you think about uh, what we mean by generative, and what we have meant in the past was like, oh, I don't know, if you have an arpeggiator, for example. Uh, yes. and and for the you know non real musicians no disrespect but that's you know you're 
playing the notes of a chord in sequence. Every every uh, plugin or virtual studio technology you have today does that for you. So when I play a right. C chord, uh, it's going to do what it wants. But like that doesn't seem like a big issue to me, you know? Like sure, right? You don't don't have to stress about the you know intellectual property being trampled exactly with, uh, with an arpeggiator exactly yeah. my friend but but now we are here and we are stressing because it, <laughs> the technology has gotten to the point where we can hear something like we just did where uh umg's lawyers are saying abs they are circling the wagons they are calling each other oh. at 1 a.m they are saying there's <laughs> no way that this can happen to be to be a fly on the wall you know oh. like in the uh, and how in the c-suite there yes. and just to see people scrambling and flinging papers left and right and yeah well, i mean and because buddy there is no precedent for this i remember it had to be a year ago, two years ago now, when a very crude version of what's happening here with Heart on My Sleeve um, showed up on my Twitter timeline where like, you could go to a website, type in a line of text, and then say, do you want it to sound like Eminem, Kanye West, Drake, or whatever, and you know, generate it? And it would take like five minutes for a one sentence generation. And then it would spit out a really horrible, glitchy sounding version of, you know, a facsimile of a real rapper's voice. And, you know, it was kind of silly. Like people were using it just to make jokes. It is so refined now that at first when that song came out, people didn't realize it wasn't The Weeknd and Drake mm -hmm. because... It literally sounds exactly like them. They are able to mimic flow and cadence and pronunciation and all of this. So, you know, carbon copy perfect that, of course, dude, the lawyers, I mean, this is this is DEFCON 1 or 4, whichever one is worse. <laughs> the worst one, yeah. It's the bad DEFCON. I hate, to, I hate to do this to you. What do we do? About this, what do we do with it? Is it yet another uh, technology we must embrace uh, because there's certainly no going back and you got to learn to live with it? Is it something we try and monetize? Do we capitalize on it? Do we do we become Luddites and start, we go back to our washboards and wooden spoons and start our jug bands? What on earth is, as as serious people... As scholars, as members of the army, as people who uh, care about mm -hmm. their impact on the world and their carbon footprint, etc. What is to be done? You and I are on the record, Matt, in I think our 15th episode about auto-tune mm. and the, uh, the needless outrage that some corners of the music industry had when, uh, you know, auto-tune as a vocal effect emerged in the late 90s and the early 2000s um and we you know we we dunked on people like usher and death cab for cutie and rightly so because they were just they were being precious about the status quo when it comes to music technology yes 
That's correct. When I heard about what was going on here with fake Drake, and as I see every day some new headline about how generative AI is going to you know flip the table on yet another industry or whatnot it's really it's really interesting dude it's like every knee-jerk reaction i have in either direction either sort of the the you know alarmist like this is going to ruin the world as we know it within like five years way or the everybody needs to cool it and relax and just find ways to embrace and live alongside this way both reactions matt for me in my heart feel wrong does that make sense it makes 100 (laughs) percent sense tim i know i don't know if i can help you through this but i'm going to i'm going to try (laughs) because uh, you're my best friend um thank you (laughs) i i know exactly what you mean because you know uh you and i sort of i would even go so far as to say pride ourselves on mm-hmm. not being cranky old men, not being, yeah. uh, you know, throwback, reactionary, conservative Luddites about new things that happen in music. Definitely, right. Many of, many of our episodes thus far have mm-hmm. been about things, you know, kind of like that, where there's a new thing happening, people freak out, and we're like, actually, this is how life goes and here's here's the beauty in it, right? Or or at least uh, yeah. here's why not to freak out. So, and then on the other hand, like you know, it seems ridiculous and wrongheaded as well to um, try and shelter in place and right, you know, start another British invasion with guitars and drums. <laughs> like so, <laughs> yeah, dude. So I don't I don't know. I'm in the same boat as you. I mm-hmm. don't know what is to be done in that sense, but I'll, I'll, I'll say a few things here. Generative music or predictive music or um, just let's just say computer technology, right? Um, mm-hmm. It has made music better for a very long time. Uh, yeah. You know, Peter mm-hmm. Gabriel came out with his album So, and it was a huge deal because he was switching from analog to digital. And even the autotune thing, Tim, uh, autotune yeah. is is predictive slash generative. It's predictive because it knows what you meant to do, and it does that for you because you couldn't quite get it, right? Yes. Uh, Oliver Arnold's Matt is someone I talked about in our lo-fi sort of like mood music episode. Yes. He is this great ambient classical composer. He did a whole album. It's like one of my favorites of his where he basically uh, would play things on the piano and then ask a program to extrapolate on it. Um, Amazing music. Yes, so just to yeah, just to say I'm with you, this tech has been a boon for the music industry and for creativity. Yes, uh, for a long time. Absolutely, it has. And and now we're like we're we're at the point where people you can essentially like play a computer, right? It, it's it's an instrument, uh, and it's a powerful machine, and I. 
uh, have always been on board. You know, that's yeah. We right. You and I are young enough to know about computers. That's great. Um, and, love computers. Yeah. And so that I'm like Brian Eno. I love computers. <laughs> <laughs> so that is good. I get. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's anything that 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 expands. Uh, the the palette, right? If you can add new colors and new techniques and do things you've never done before, that is yeah. that is absolutely thrilling to me as yes. a, as a consumer and as a real musician, right? That is my sort of best um, defense, I suppose might be the word of uh-huh. of how things are going now. And yet, mm-hmm. Tim, and yet, I cannot get past the intellectual property issues that are yeah. that are being just I mean I'm sure these lawyers are refreshing their emails every 5 seconds you know like no doubt I don't I don't know what to do about that and I think I think maybe what's happening here is my knee jerk is kind of like you know if if we're finding ways to stick it to music execs and like like I said, the C-suites and whatnot, mm-hmm. I think I'm inclined to say, let's do it. But what? But the way it's being done here by mimicking an actual human being's voice and putting, you know, for all intents and purposes, putting words in their mouth, yeah, that doesn't really seem like a threshold one should be willing to cross uh, freely, I guess. And without, like... Without express consent. And yeah, I mean, there are even issues of like blackface. You know, I've seen some analysis like, you know, these are by and large like white nerd computer programmers who are, you know, putting putting words in black artists mouths. Right. Like that's buddy. There's some real inherent trouble with that. I with that. I totally agree with. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And, and again, just to, to say like I would love to. I wish that this podcast usually went on for four hours because I we could talk about this for four hours. There's too much stuff. We could, but this is, a, is this is an overview and a discussion. And like you're absolutely right. There is. It's like you know you've heard the term digital blackface. Like yeah, that's, that yes, that's right. happening. And then it's like in the same way. That, for example, you talk, you know, there's been a lot of talk about AI art, uh, and by that yes. I mean, you know, visual art, or mm-hmm. AI like, um, you know, deep fake pornography, right? Yeah. The people whose whose images and, and work and art and whatever else are these programs are being trained on are yeah. almost always not consenting to that. Their work... Their product, whatever it is, is just being shoveled into a big, you know, a big steam engine, uh, mm-hmm. and then the machine learns, and you're screwed. Yeah, it, it mimics. It, it can mimic your style, your face, your voice, all of this. And then, right, and I'm I'm really put off when I see like, oh man, you know, new 2023 Twitter constantly feeds me these blue check threads of guys being like the future has begun look at this i just told a computer uh to make 
art that looks exactly uh, like a Studio Ghibli movie. And it's like, okay, cool, dude. Like, you're just stealing someone else's stuff. There is no honor in this. No. It's fascinating, I guess, like from a 20,000 feet angle like right yeah like, i guess it's interesting that a computer can do this it's crazy that we got here yes without express consent it simply shouldn't happen it's it's simply without express consent it is simply theft yeah and or it's theft and or exploitation absolutely that's exactly right because I, you know, I and think just to just to circle back to Holly Herndon, who we talked about at the beginning, and who is doing interesting generative AI things, and has embraced it to the point that she has said, "Here is my voice. Pay me for it, mm-hmm. and go crazy." She's consenting to it. She's saying, "I understand what this is. I understand that it raises uh, some interesting." Uh, moral dilemmas but what i'm going to do as an artist is find ways to work with it a and b basically like make my voice into shareware good for her good for her and (laughs) and she is doing neat things with it but until drake says yes i am interested in having other people create drake songs then (laughs) Yeah, man, I think the legal eagles should be swooping in and, you know, uh, dropping some bombs while they're well, at it. Yeah, like, I mean, this, and something needs, this needs to kind of be stopped in its tracks, I think. I it, Look, I, as you know, I'm no fan of uh, music industry lawyers in the same way that I'm no fan of, sure. like, you know, Disney lawyers. But sometimes you need some real firepower uh, on your side and as it happens, you know, we might as well say the enemy of my enemy is my friend here and <laughs> and side with these big dogs and say do whatever you can. You're right, we're left in the we're left in this position of siding with either futurist musk bros <laughs> or music lawyers, it, copyright I lawyers. Mean, uh, <laughs> it's it's a tough one, but if I got to pick, I know where I'm going. You know, and like Yeah. It is it is deeply compelling, and there will be so much said about it, and so much ink spilled yeah. over the next however long. And I think it sh- all should be discussed. Like, let's talk about it forever until we figure it out. Sort of right. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's yeah. like how people didn't and sort of still don't know what streaming is. Like, is that yeah. royalties? <laughs> uh, f- like, that would be a CD, or is it like? Uh, mm-hmm. You know what do you do there, and like, so yeah, how yeah, it's necessary to reckon with all that, and it is still mm-hmm. such early days that, buddy, I don't know, I have no idea <laughs> where this is going to go. But Tim, if I might, as I've as we've been discussing this, I have a, a little a little ray of um, of starlight has oh hell yeah has shown in my head. Unexpectedly, <laughs> delightfully so. And okay. I, and I want to I want to say great. this. I want to say this because mm-hmm. we have talked about hope and about finding the will to go on. And Tim, nothing yes. nothing utterly crushes my will to go on like this. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Silicon Valley is gonna just sort of suck it all up and uh, spit it out in a in a worse way 
And, yes, and right. Like all the music that's needed has been made. Yep. And we can feed it all of it into a computer, and it can just make new stuff for no need for musicians anymore. It's the, uh, we've yes, just got it, it all taken it care feels, of. It feels at its worst. It feels like the end of history. And I'm I'm being I'm yes. not I'm not being hyperbolic. I like it. Literally, no. I does feel I, like that. Absolutely right. But that being said, I saw somebody. And I wish I could credit this person. Uh, I mean, this was months ago. Saying something mm-hmm. like, look, within the year, these AI images that we're seeing on our timeline and on our social media, will be, we will not be able to make fun of them anymore. Because right now, they are still... The, the machine is still learning. They can't figure out how to do fingers yet, right? Exactly. The machine is still learning. But... Yep. It's going to learn, buddy. It absolutely uh-huh. is. And it will be mm-hmm. either indistinguishable from or simply better than anything that a- anything real, if I might. Mm-hmm. But the kicker is this. It is important now at this point to say simply that it matters to you that art was created by people. Mm. It is, mm. and this is an argument or, or a stance, I suppose, that I actually have not seen on the forums. You know, I I, I, I have yeah. not seen someone say something strongly in that way because they say things, you know, we talk about the legal issues. We talk about maybe the ethical issues of theft and exploitation. We talk about uh, how it's so funny because it's obviously not really real and it's fake and, like, look mm-hmm. at everything it got wrong, right? Yes. Fine. Right. All valid. But the time is, is coming up on us where... Uh, It'll be harder to say those things. So we need to now say art is made by a soul. It's made by a living, conscious, sentient Hmm. soul. And that has something to express and something to say. And it is... You don't need to, um, to couch your arguments in anything but that. That is what I think is uh, liberating and maybe radicalizing and beautiful because in in a couple years, and it may not even be years, like even you and me, mm-hmm. Tim, real musicians, real scholars, yes, there's a high chance that the machine gets so good at what it's doing. And not just the mimicry, Matt, but the... The choices, right? Like the musical choices. Yes. 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 That's like, because even right now you can look at that Drake song and sort of be like, okay, it's fine, but I don't know about those chords or that beat. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're right, Matt. In like 10 minutes, it's going to sound really good. That's right. It's going to learn, man. That's what it does. The whole thing is that it just keeps learning. And and that's terrifying. And it, it may literally be the end of history, but... For now and forever, mm-hmm. I think it is absolutely enough to simply say a human brain, heart, and soul needs to have made this for it to mean anything to me. And you know what, Tim? For it to be art. Exactly. Yeah. For it to actually be classifiable as art. Because 
I am gonna just go on record here and say I hate these I hate these blue check Silicon Valley bros. <laughs> they are giving threads about no this like I'm absolutely not no. It's like Westworld, man. They can't see the door. You know what I mean? That they're not supposed to go through. That doesn't it's, look like anything to them. It doesn't look like anything to them. It's It has the shape and the smell and the yes. color of Preach. art. Preach. But it is lacking. It's hollow. It's hollow. There's nothing. And, man, that's actually honestly super important, I think, for, for anyone who cares, period, uh, about like human dignity to yes. to pause and just say to oneself, just affirm it with yourself that art requires one's soul. Yes, you know, Tim, uh, that and just to just to accept that and and know that you may even you may get fooled. Like, yeah, some blue check might try to tr- like fake you out and be like, oh, that's not actually a Coldplay song. A computer wrote that. Okay, fine. Then I'm out on it. Yep. Sorry, never mind. Exactly. Art is, it's only a human experience. It's only for us. It's only for human beings. Nobody Mm -hmm. else gets that. Maybe that one elephant who can paint, but I don't think he knows what he's doing. (laughs) And I think that as this this situation uh, progresses and Mm -hmm. complicates itself and... And does what it is going to do inevitably. We need to simply take that stance, right? That's all it is. I don't care. Like your technology is is uh, incredibly impressive beyond my wildest yes. dreams. But there is, if there's not a human soul at the core of it, then mm-hmm. it is not art. It is not music. To put a button on this, pal. Um... I want to share with you something that David Guetta just said, actually, about AI and the future of uh, music and music composition or generation, however you look at it, right? He said, quote, nothing is going to replace taste. What defines an artist is you have a certain taste, you have a certain type of emotion you want to express, and you're going to use all the modern instruments to do that, end quote. Now, in Geta's case, what he did recently is mimicked Eminem's voice at a live show. This is the future rave sound. I'm getting lost in an underground. This is and inserted it into a track that he was playing. Um, but he's talking about this idea of somebody like David Geta, a real musician, entering a prompt into a computer program, seeing what music it spits out from the prompt, assessing it, and then taking it and calling it his and presenting it as music by David Guetta. So I guess my question, Mm. Matt, is do you think that is music by David Guetta or or not? Buddy, listen to me. Uh, I'm going to, you know, just give an emotional response to this because I don't, I know what he's saying. I get it. Yeah. Uh, and right, because you can think about arpeggiators and, and what yes. we said about you know these other examples. Right? Yeah, I get yeah. it too. And I think I think that he is partially right. I think that taste does matter mm-hmm. a lot, and the mm-hmm. the um, conveyance of emotion does matter a lot. I disagree completely. 
I do not think an artist is defined by taste. An artist is defined by creation. Mm. Yeah. And like, uh, you can use all kinds of things to make that. Like, when people sample other people's work and interpolate it, like, that's not, they're not simply curating a vibe, right? A DJ, I'm sorry, a DJ is not a real musician. A DJ Mm. is a curator. And mm. they often have the best DJs have phenomenal taste, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, sure. And David Guetta is a good DJ. He's also I, I he's a real musician, but I I cannot agree with um, taste being the ultimate indicator of an artist. You have to make something. Mm-hmm. have to make something and i tim between you and me and the army i would rather as a real musician i would rather die i would rather die than try than pass off somebody else's work or something else's or yes even worse something else's work as uh my work that's something that came from my soul that that is uh anathema to me there's no way Brave new world, huh? It's a brave new world. It's a new horizon. A new frontier. 2001, A Space Odyssey. This <laughs> is just like the movies. Ear buddies. We'll continue in a moment. Move over, Punxsutawney Phil. This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by Mojave Max. Matt. Hey, Tim. Listen, we've been bogged down in the frickin' metaverse, the technosphere here, right? <laughs> ones and zeros, ones and ones zeros. Ones and zeros. It's, Nothing it's just endless. We need something organic, something of the earth. We need Mojave Max. The desert tortoise who lives outside of Las Vegas in a nature preserve. And every springtime, he waddles his way out of his little hole, out of his burrow, 
nice and slow, takes his time, gazes up to the sky in the desert heat, in the desert sun, greets the earth, the surface, once more after a long winter, and announces to Las Vegas, Nevada, and the world that spring is here. And Matt, that's exactly what Mojave Max did at 3.40 p.m. local time, Monday, April 24th, 2023. Wow. Tim, I didn't, I didn't know about this little guy. Why don't more Matt, people nobody know? nobody knows about Mojave Max. Pe- why is the Groundhog getting the movies with Bill Murray and the, and the, and the, and the PR and, the, and de Blasio killing one of them? You know, why is this happening? Why can't the governor... <laughs> of Nevada drop a tortoise mm-hmm. on its head and send it to the hospital. <laughs> okay, I'm getting off track. That Tim, that's delightful. Um I'm glad spring is here at least for the people of Las Vegas. Um mm-hmm. a, a tortoise a tortoise is a better more stalwart and more trustworthy indicator than a groundhog. Uh, those Thank you. Groundhogs are known That's... for their flights of fancy and, and for their instability. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just... Matt, you've, you've read Red Wall, of course I you know I have that. read yes. Red Wall. Absolutely. <laughs> they're, they're... Nobody is a better judge of a varmint's character than you. Thank you that, very much. At least not in my life. No, I agree, and thank you for saying that. That is high praise. Uh, and it's just, I get it. I understand that it's it's so embedded in the culture now that we must look to Pennsylvania whenever we are wondering about how long winter is going well, to last. But it's the coastal elites. Well, it is know, the coastal The coastal elites. elites decide what we do in life Ugh. in every facet they, so of course we look to pennsylvania of course we look to an idiot little rat yes nothing to crawl out of a more hole than a rat on a designated day the same calendar day every year and we let him do a little witchcraft and we say oh yep okay six more weeks of winter or or not that's Hogwash, Matt. It is groundhog you know wash, Tim. It, thank you. Do you know what Mojave Max does? He takes his time, Tim. He com- he waits until it's actually spring. He comes out when it is spring. This is the god of the <laughs> desert. Bucks, it, this groundhog is 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 a mas- He's a he's a, a football he's a mascot. Jester. He's nothing exactly. He is a. <laughs> there's no. There's nothing there. He is simply fulfilling a role that the people of Pennsylvania and the nation have have yeah. have impressed upon him for and his 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 dad, his grandpa, it, yes, the whole right. Puxitani line. Whole... They insist upon uh, upon taking their cues from him, and of course, like you said, they're the coastal elites. They got to do it. They keep us under their boot. But you look to the humble desert people of Nevada, of Las Vegas, and uh, what happens in Vegas truly does stay in Vegas. Because having not yeah, heard apparently. about Mojave Max, who is clearly an ageless. Uh, <laughs> Sort of demigod of some kind. He is a demigod. He is. Like, yes. He he. He's a spirit. He's a spirit. He's a desert spirit. And and <laughs> the fact that we have been, you know, we've had this mud over our eyes as a nation mm-hmm. for ever. 
There's no... The New York Times has said nothing about Mojave Max for as long as I've been reading The Old Grey Lady. It's, it's, it's unconscionable to know that there's another and obviously better and more accurate indicator of the changing seasons than this yeah, little... he's more truthful. Yes, than this little puppet in the ground in, in Pennsylvania. You show me the humble but majestic tortoise slowly lumbering out of his burrow... <laughs> With his wrinkled leather face that has seen everything. So much. So, so much. very much. And and he this guy met Lewis and Clark, you know? <laughs> this guy he was there when it all happened from the creation of, of Adam and Eve to where we are now. And and we yet we we throw him by the wayside, and we we don't even realize that how long he's been working because Mojave Max he's he's thousands of years old, and he's always right about when spring starts. And yet he waits. He, he's patient. He's patient. He's patient. He's, he is kind. He waits until it's spring. Yes. He he feels the he feels the warm desert air sinking into his burrow, and he says, "Ah, yes. Now is the spring time. has arrived. That's right. Now is when I know I am I am to trot trod my way to the surface. Whereas, like you he said, he steps out." A little radio transmitter that someone attached to his shell ages ago uh, gives a little flicker at some tracking station out there in, in the Nevada desert, and a scientist with a camera comes out and says, oh, it's almost time. He positions himself on a hill, gets his long scope camera out, gives, gives Mojave Max enough space. We respect, we respect him. Yes. We don't. We don't use our grubby hands and pull them out of a. Yeah, it's just like it's disgusting it's what disgusting. they do to Punks it's and Tony like Phil. Pulling a rabbit out of a hat—it's a magic trick, and of course it is because punk, the <laughs> Phil is punching a clock February second every single time he's got to work. And do think, my dumb thing and get back to yes, it. Yes, right. like he's—he's—he's he's, he's not committed to what he's doing. In the way that Mojave Max obviously is, and I don't blame Phil. I don't right. blame Phil. No, no, he's been he's been dealt a, a bad hand. Yes, at yeah. his his family for generations. But <laughs> I just there's no way. Like Phil is, he's just he's giving us, he's telling us what we want to hear. He's a yes man. He's a yes man. He's a yes man. And Mojave Max, yeah, he he he's a he's a straight shooter. He's a shaman. He 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 knows. <laughs> He tells us what we need to hear and not simply what we want to hear. And thank you. And that is what we need as a nation. It's what Lord Almighty, it's what we need. So anyway, as I was saying, the scientists <laughs> they get out. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. And they and they train their little scope on his burrow. They know where it is at this point, right? They wait for him at a respectful distance. They let him step out. He gives a little nod, a little salute. Back down he goes to do whatever it is the desert tortoises do. They're a keystone species and an indicator of the health of a fragile desert ecosystem, Matt. That's right. He, he goes about his business with autonomy and dignity. Matt... 
At any moment, Max could fall dead, and he'd have every right to at this point. Think of how long he's been doing this. Think about this timeless gift he has given all of humanity that only a select few of us have even paid attention to for all this time. If he decides that this was his last spring, he goes back down even deeper into the burrow than he's ever been, curls up and dies. Um, a life well lived, sir. Godspeed. Absolutely. Thank you. But you know what, Matt? He hasn't done it yet. And I'll be surprised when Max stops emerging from that burrow because he is a benevolent demigod who loves his children, he loves humanity, he loves America, he loves Mother Nature. <laughs> and he does! I don't, I mean, I think we just need to acknowledge, I think we need to acknowledge the gift we've all been given and maybe also put Phil out of his misery and stop listening to the coastal elites and start living right. It's, Tim, it's all about, as I've always said, it's all about respect. That's that's what life that's, is about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the tunes, but yeah, and, well, but most but but really at the heart of it. It's respect. And <laughs> and Tim, you know what? I'm going to tell you this and you will think that maybe I'm making this up for a fun joke, mm. but it is real. Uh the 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 people of the desert, right of the west, of the American West. Yes. They respect the life of the tortoise, the desert tortoise, so much so that if you want to buy for yourself, for your own pleasure, a desert tortoise, <laughs> they, will not, they will not sell you one until somebody from their society has come to your home and ensured <sighs> that the environment, the habitat that you've set up for this creature is big enough has the right, mm. uh, you know, leaves and uh, sand and burrows and everything. This is yeah, real. Yeah. I have Bugs, looked into right. purchasing a desert tortoise because I want to have one <laughs> that lives forever that I have to give to my grandkids and they hate it. That's what I want to do. But <laughs> Fair enough. But look, the respect, right? I mean, they... Yes. You, you can't just go pick one up. They send in the Pinkertons to, to make sure... That everything is spick and span. Whereas in yeah. Pennsylvania and the rest of the nation, you see a groundhog, you shoot it with a twenty-two. I mean, it's just not <laughs> it's not the same thing. Oh, we have lost our way, Tim. We have lost our way as a nation. It's the libs, dude. It's the coastal elites. That's the <sighs> We've been over this. <laughs> we have been over this. But it rings even truer today. <laughs> It's It's Mojave Max. Welcome back to Ear Buddies. And welcome to another edition of Palette Cleanser. In which Matt and I get our minds right it's monday and we cannot be starting in sour moods starting this week so matt let's uh let's have a little talk you and me all right let's cleanse our palates all right 
Did you see those northern lights the other night? <laughs> uh, Tim, I didn't. I heard they were beautiful. Yeah, uh, well, I'm sure you saw the pictures. I saw the pictures. I've seen. Have you seen Balto? That movie. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been ages. It's been a minute. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a big. Northern... That was a hot dog. Oh yeah. Do you do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely, I do. Yeah. Uh, basically, anyway. Balto shows the hot dog. Uh, some northern lights, some fake northern lights through glass wait, bottles. Wait, isn't... Wait, 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 wait. Isn't Balto the dog? What are no, you no, saying? No, buddy, buddy. Balto is like half of a wolf. That's... Well, Balto... a wolf is a dog. Mm. No? I don't know if now's the time. Text me later. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, all I'm saying... <laughs> I'm saying he's is a Balto's hot, hot. He's a hot half wolf. Balto's no, hot. Go on. But so is Jenna, his girlfriend, who's a husky. Oh full dog. He shows her the northern lights with his broken bottles. It's a beautiful scene. I saw that. I feel like I've seen it. (laughs) The northern lights. Yeah, dude. Dude, um, yeah, I mean, the northern lights, I had a little cold that night, and I didn't want to get out of bed to go look. Mm. Um, So much for God's majesty, whatever. Well, no, man, the pictures, though, are nice. They're good pictures. (laughs) It's almost like being there. It's almost like being there, and I mean, I know... Uh, you know, a thoughtful listener might be drawing parallels to our our feelings on artificial <laughs> intelligence and nice. generative art, and me just being fine looking at a pic of the Northern Lights instead of laying my own eyes upon them. But Matt, I get the idea. I don't know. It's they're beautiful. They're beautiful. It's God's. It's God's splendor. It is, and and, and I'm so glad that He gives that to us to calm us down. You know, yeah, no, for sure, because it's helpful. It is even just heck, Matt. Even looking at the pics calms me down. Oh, absolutely. Looking at one right now. Yeah, nice, crazy. What, God, Tim? What a world! What a world! Ups and downs, lefts and rights. You know what? What else? What else is gonna happen? This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not prepared. Well, that's it, right, and Matt. That is why. That's why I. Uh, that's why I think so many in the army envy you because to live life with that childlike wonder <laughs> that what is gonna what what could tomorrow possibly bring hasn't it all happened by now like you're telling me there's more the way you the way you approach each day that way yeah wide uh, eyes buddy if only you could bottle that and sell it clear eyes full heart can't lose cannot lose. And see, just like that, Matt, the palate is cleansed. I feel a lot better. Yeah. I feel way, yeah, I feel incredible. That, yeah, I'm good. I'm like good to go for the week now. Carpe diem, baby. Yeah, carpe diem. Let's do it. Uh, hey, buddy. Absolute yeah. pleasure talking to you. As always. <laughs> and uh, I hope you seize that day. I hope, you know, go out there, get them. Get them, do it right. Have fun. Uh, you know, help people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You do what you want. Talk to you later, buddy. <laughs> Talk to you later, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>